0: Buddy, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of the Robin Report, which, by the way, is much more than just a daily report. It, it really is a knowledge platform. That's what we like to call it, from, from which we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics, um, yes, through the daily reports, but also these podcasts. And we do webinars and hopefully live events in the future. And along with our chief strategist, Shelly Cohan, who also, by the way, is a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we welcome you today to our conversation. So Shelly, what in the world, what's happened over the past, what, two, two three years? It seems like uh, what this world has been through and what retail specifically has been through um, it's 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 just been nuts so you know I wanted to start this conversation with you about retail so what has happened to retail you know for centuries uh, the word retail and when you see it and hear it today everybody in the industry or every consumer when they hear or see the word retail, they automatically get a vision in their head of a building full of stuff where they go and they buy that stuff. And- That's right. Right? And yeah. today, I mean, today it is like, I mean, I'm reading this thing about Walmart ponderous streaming deal with Paramount, Disney, Comcast. I mean, these retailers today, and I'm using that word because there is not another word that we can use, right? I mean, that's right. uh, I, I say that they're platforms upon which you can do anything you want, but you can't just say, "Okay, retail." Now going to be called platforms anyway. Um, but here, Walmart's getting into the streaming business, and, and, and we'll have entertainment in their stores, and you've got um, Toys R Us. In the middle of Macy's, you've got um, Amazon and Kohl's.
1: CVS stores.
0: Yeah, yeah there you go.
1: CVS and drug stores and, you know, discount stores.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and the reason I, I ponder this, and the reason I've written about it and spoken about it, is that I believe that one of the biggest barriers for these retailers to transform their businesses in the way they must the omnichannel digital being physical and the whole thing the the biggest barrier to that is a mindset and so every ceo out there says they're in the retail business so immediately that means they're a building full of stuff even though in reality it is transforming it is changing but i think i think if another name could be dreamed up for what these people are doing um it it might actually open up their minds to even further things that they can do on these platforms i don't know
1: yeah no it's true i was in uh, boston yesterday moderating an event at the Etel conference for shopify Mm -hmm. and they were talking about commerce everywhere and that's kind of the mindset Mm. of you know, commerce is everywhere. And we yeah. used to use the term omni-channel and you and I both are kind of like, I'm not sure that fits it, but you know, from a customer yeah. perspective, they don't understand omnichannel. They don't even know what that word means. Exactly. So it's, it's exactly. interesting what's, what's happening in the, in the retail space and how all these retailers are really branching out into like you said, you know, streaming videos,
0: yeah.
1: healthcare.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've talked also about these malls and what they're going to have to do to compel people to travel to the mall is they're going to have to have a compelling reason for them to do that, and particularly younger people who, who are, you know, not interested in going to a building full of stuff. They, it's got to be an experience. I mean, otherwise they can do all their shopping on their living room couch, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so i don't know well, i mean
1: well one motivator might be just released hot off the press i think like an hour ago is uh that uh, gas prices went under four dollars so oh yeah that will certainly i think stimulate both getting people out to stores i think it's going to stimulate back to school shopping holiday shopping
0: yeah i think it's going to free up a lot of a lot of bucks that that the consumers can use uh, during the holidays. And um, yeah, Steve uh, Ratner, you know, the economist uh, who um, is always on MSNBC (laughs) with his charts, he was talking about the gas thing this morning. And uh, he said that it is, uh, he said it's, it's, the price has gone down, not, because of uh, countries agreeing to put out more supply, it's gone down. Because he said demand uh, among consumers ha- it has gone down. So the demand or the need for travel has has. Been, he also said, you know, who knows what the, the, these airline uh, delays and cancellations and so forth. You know, they're a huge um, uh, user of of fuel.
1: That's
0: right. Yeah, so the gas thing is a big deal. I guess the 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 Democrats are feeling that, obviously, that's a feather in Biden's cap. So um, I don't know what else is going on. Got um, (laughs) everything. The excess
1: inventory. I mean, right now with all the, you know, there's so many retailers that are cutting their prices. They did it in the summer, but. Word on the street is, I don't have any, you know, substantiated statistical information to back it up, but word on the street is that this price cutting is going to continue into fall. Retailers are just, they need to get, they need to get rid of the inventory they have so they can bring in more inventory and sell it for holiday.
0: I know, I know. But isn't part of that problem, Shelley, the fact that uh, they they forecasted incorrectly as we headed into the pandemic, because everybody, everything was locked down and people were working from home. And of course, therefore, they weren't buying the same kind of goods that they would normally be buying. And a lot of money went into uh, home renovations and a lot of it went into um, (laughs) sweats. (laughs) The guys are, are, getting dressed up and putting a tie on to be in front of a zoom meeting. So the inventory got screwed up from the beginning. And then as they then ordered more of the stuff people were buying online during the uh, pandemic, they just, they ordered more of that stuff. And then all of a sudden the pandemic uh, declines and consumers start to buy more of the stuff that the retailers don't have. That's right. I mean, it's nuts.
1: Well, the other big thing shift that happened was as we were coming into 2022, there was great hope that everyone was going to return to work earlier in the year, January, mm. February. So that did not happen. So that continuing, the purchasing of that relaxed and athleisure wear continued through spring. Then all of a sudden comes summer, fall, where people are actually going back to work. So they they like just shifted overnight, stopped buying sweats and they start buying work apparel, right. business casual work apparel. So now the stores are stuck with, you know, like you said, there's this huge shift in demand that honestly, there's no historical, you know, reference that gotcha. any retailer from the past could have <clears throat> used to better understand consumers switching around as frequently as they're doing.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, there are the normal kind of seasonal cycles uh, that retailers have been using for years to forecast, you know, their business just blew up, right? I mean, it's just, as you said, there's no benchmark. There's no, um, you know, history where they could kind of figure it out. So yeah, it's a big issue, up. yeah.
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens with back to school, because most retailers, when they're ordering and planning back to school, they were planning back in the end of back half of last year, September, October, November. Yeah. Uh, Companies that have more of a quick speed to market might have been planning back to school January, February. But the purchasing back then and the purchasing going into back to school is, you know, quite different. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out in terms of are we going to see a great back to school season? Um, but I know consumers are absolutely looking for reduced prices even yep. on back to school commodities. So we'll see if that pans out again. I think the gas prices alone are going to really kind of shift mentally consumers mindset about purchasing, going into back to school and to holiday.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think you're right. <clears throat> so,
1: <clears throat> Well, the other, yeah. I know you're, uh, you're giving a speak, I know in a couple of weeks to an association um, yeah. And I know one of your big topics that I think you should share with our audience um, is, you know, what's going to be the future of retail?
0: Well, yeah. So there is that, uh, <laughs> but uh, I open with what happened because the brief history that we've just been through uh, has just turned everything upside down. I mean, it's, it's incredible what has happened here, but so that the, the the topic that i'm going to talk about and it and it hasn't been written a lot about and it hasn't been talked a lot about uh is that the world of retailing hate to use that word again uh has gone through all kinds of transformations due to technology and a lot of it has been terrific and of course a lot of business Businesses failed to get through the pandemic. Uh, but what I think is beginning to happen and will accelerate going over the next five to 10 years is that, you know, you can almost go back to the future when retailers used to say location, location, location. What has happened is that technology has allowed retailers. To get closer and closer and closer to their consumers, I mean, they the 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 uh, the store used to be in the center, and consumers would go to the store. The consumer is now in the center, and the stores have to go to them, both digitally and physically. So you got them buying stuff on the on the couch in their living room, um, and then you know they go to pick it up or delivered within hours. Um, And then you've got these stores that had better be turned into experiences or nobody's gonna get up off the couch to go to them. Um, And I'm saying the next phase of what these retailers are going to do, and a couple of them have already started, is what they're calling their small store strategy, okay? I call it back to the future neighborhoods, neighborhood shops, okay? And Target is like the poster child of this. They've got over a hundred neighborhood stores around, many of them around campuses, college campuses, others in neighborhoods. And they're planning on opening 30 to 40 every year for as far as they can see. You've got Macy's uh, Market by Macy's, Marketplace by Macy's they're They're rolling out stores. They've only got about six or seven out there now, but they've got a strategy going forward that's going to explode them across the country. Uh, Bloomingdale's they have their small Bloomies store. Um, right. Walmart has had neighborhood market. that is the that is a nameplate on these small neighborhood stores called neighborhood markets and They started 10 years ago and they got about 800 of them out there across the country. And of course, these are groceries and pharmaceuticals and also gas, fuel. Um, Nordstrom, Nordstrom Local. Those local, they aren't stores where you buy stuff, but you go there and you can have a stylist sit with you and you can order um, while you're in one of the Nordstrom locals which is like 15,000 square feet. That's in other words, these store, these small stores are one-tenth the size of the big box or the flagships. Um, so you go to Nordstrom's and uh, you can get um, manicured. <laughs> they, they have a tailor there and a stylist who will sit with you and go, and go over what you should, you know, what, what kind of apparel you should be buying, so forth, in other words, consultant consulting. Right. So the whole idea here is that the big performing flagships uh, will stay and they'll transform like Basie's Herald Square, where they bring in a Toys R Us uh, extravaganza and other brands that they bring in there. Um, and the big boxes like Walmart supercenters, those that are performing will stay. All the un- underperforming big stores will decline and what will populate the ma- landscape next 5 to 10 years i'm predicting uh, thousands of these small neighborhood shops and they will also be full of assorted with goods the target for example through artificial intelligence and data analytics they know uh, uh just off the campus of Michigan state University they know exactly what those kids want what they're buying oh yes you know it's a data analytics Shelly which you are well into and That's know the campus better than that store
1: the campus what? store it's great the yeah, campus
0: exactly. store they're yeah great. exactly so um that 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 to me is uh, the top priorities one of the top priorities into the future. Um, and I think we're going to see that accelerate and you're going to see more. I don't know whether Dillard's has anything going in that area or not, but the ones I just mes- mentioned certainly are. And, well, uh, a, gr-
1: a great illustration of that is, and Bloomingdale's, in my opinion, has always been ahead of, you know, they're very good at testing things. And of course, we love yeah. Tony Spring. But if you recall back early days of Bloomingdale's, the department store was over a hundred thousand square feet. In two thousand, yeah. in two thousand, they introduced, get this, Robin, their first quote unquote small store, which was the Soho store, which is in New York oh, right. City, which was forty to sixty thousand square feet. That was the first rendition of the small yep. store. Fast forward to 2020, around that time, they then introduced the new small store, the Bloomies, which is like 2,000 square feet. So that's kind of the iteration of what you're uh, talking about in terms of physical space, for sure.
0: Yeah, you're right. I forgot about the Soho thing. And that was under Mike Gould's reign. That's right. And I remember him telling me how successful that was. And it still is, apparently. And um, I said, well, why didn't... uh, you and my mother, Macy's, owns Bloomingdale's. <laughs> why didn't they roll this out? And he said, Rob, you know, I don't know. He said, nobody could put the math together as to how a, a chain of small neighborhood stores would uh, t- deliver the volume that a big corporation like Macy's requires. So said, so we just didn't pick up on it. But now I think they figured it out. And one of the reasons they've been able to figure it out is because of technology and being able through analytics to understand what people within a given neighborhood, what they want to buy. And they also, you know, we'll put our local artisanal goods in there. So it's a, it's a whole, you know, new open field, so to speak.
1: Definitely. I think if I had to pick kind of, The top retail trends from a retailer perspective, definitely nearshoring or onshoring is going to be big. I think chain store agility is top, top key initiative. I think we're going to see less assortments, less SKUs, less choice in terms of products. And lastly, what you had mentioned, commerce diversification. So not just getting your revenue from selling products, but getting revenue from advertising space, streaming partnerships marketplaces those are that's going to be the continuation of the future of of retail
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah it's it's hard to to come up with another word so wikipedia here's here's the definition wikipedia says retail the sale of goods to the public in relatively small quantities for use or consumption rather than for resale. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know, what do you, what is it? You know, I was thinking that, you know, we're gonna have our annual dinner uh, in a few weeks. And we were thinking of asking a different question for each table. So it'd be like, there'll be like seven or eight tables, eight people to each. and we were gonna come up with a a different question for each table and then um, at the end of uh, cocktails, whatever uh, we would ask, the table would have somebody uh, provide an answer to the question we give them. I want, I'm thinking that why not, uh, you know, put the case that we just made about retail, the word retail. and, 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 And let each table come up with uh, what they think would be a, uh, a better definition. What do you think?
1: I think that's a great idea. I think we should do it. I think you should also ask your listeners to email you their top, top questions about retail. Maybe we can uh, you know, answer those as uh, we get those in on our podcast. That might be fun to do.
0: That would be great, Shelly. Yeah. So all of you listening, please do that. Also, if any of you have some great ideas about how you would replace that word retail, send it along. Fun. And Shelley, you, you, did you moderated e-tail? Is that coming up, or did you just do that?
1: I just did that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun with Shopify Butcher Box, which is a grass-fed. Meet direct to consumer business. Wow. And Viori, which is a uh e-com business that sells performance apparel huh. at leisure wear. Wow. So that was lots of fun, and that's that's yeah. the whole point about the commerce everywhere.
0: Yeah, that's that is a good phrase. Yeah.
1: For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and the therobinreport.com and look for us on YouTube where we broadcast our podcast as well. And please follow us on social media, link in with us and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry.
0: And I want to thank all of you once again for joining us. I think it was a great learning experience, I hope. And um, as I mentioned every Friday, if any of you have... A topic uh, that you've been thinking about that you would like Shelly and I to, to cover in one of these podcasts, please email me at uh, robin at com. Thanks again.